Happy Tuesday. Good morning, everybody. It's the 14th of January, 2020, 5780. Wow. Yeah. Two weeks into the new year. I know. I'm so happy about it because, you know, I don't start the a new year with like this, I'm going to overcome this year, you know, and all these things I've chosen to do. I like to like just experience it, try it on for size and be like, I can do all he's inviting in these days. Your resolution every year is to live. Yes. And to live life fully. Yes. We just, that's, yeah, because I mean, you know, it's like, gosh, yeah, what else are we going to do? We're going to live. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to stay present in every moment and yeah, let Papa fatten time because we need it fattened. Yeah. And just really let it, instead of all the things I'm not going to do anymore, we talked about this before, but what does he have to take hold of? And so I've been just getting to try some of those things on in a restful way and that's awesome. A, a sign of maturity, isn't it? Well, thanks. I mean, you know. I hope so. Yeah. I, I <laughs> usually hope so. I think it is. And yeah. then I ruin it. <laughs> yeah, good way. Yeah. Well, we've got, um, we've got, of course, every Tuesday we can say we have to gather tonight. But yeah. yeah. We've got a fun to gather tonight. And we do. It's a, get to celebrate a little babe named Abby. Oh, I thought we were taking a shower. No. Oh, that was a dad joke, wasn't it? It was a dad so joke. So bad. You would have at least four girls rolling their eyes if all of your daughters were around right Behind now. Behind every great man. There's a woman. Or daughters. Rolling their eyes. That's right. We just had that this week. You said you rolled your eyes. I'm like, well, that's just the sign that you're a great man. Yeah, oh, see? Right. Because I rolled my eyes? No, I, you said I did. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that, but that's that's like <laughs> saying you breathed. What? <laughs> There's so many reasons to roll your eyes behind me. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I feel good about that. Not that true. No, I, I feel pretty good about that. Okay, good. That's awesome. I, you know, a we, sign of your greatness. We get an email every time um, there's a registration for Winter Tea or August Rush, in this case, Winter Tea, and it's just incredible all of a sudden as uh, January the 1st chimed, it's like they're coming in back to back. And so um, we're so excited about all the people. You don't get those. But yeah, all on the, purpose. You yeah. asked not to get them. But all the people who are coming, we're just very excited. It's um, it's really cool. Uh, many people that, of course, we know and, and some people that are new. And it's just fun to see mm-hmm. um, that people are registering. So hopefully everyone who's listening has registered for Winter Tea and and if not, then you'll know by the end of this podcast to ask Papa, because maybe Papa has a miracle yeah. that you didn't see coming. Yeah, he always has miracles for people to be able to come. And yeah, I do like to... Be, it's so funny, because I don't really love surprises, but I love to be surprised at August Rush and Winter Tea, just to see somebody and have that, like, not... I didn't, you know... I know you were coming, but like, oh my gosh, you're here. And um, yeah, we kind of had that New Year's Eve. Well, we didn't kind of, we did. And so I'm looking and I see someone who looks like Harbor. And I almost start to cry because I just realized how much I missed them. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it was. And what they see is I'm squinting because I didn't have my glasses on. So I'm trying to, you know, not there is the aspect of not making a fool of yourself and shouting, 
harbor, anchor, you know. So they just see me squinting like I'm thinking, what are you doing here? And I'm really like in this emotion moment. And so that was fun though. So I like to have those. And it's interesting, you know, um, one of the things Papa's been talking to me this week and that I think is big for today is just that there are there are a lot of surprises happening right now. Mm -hmm. And when a surprise takes place, the first thing we need to know is that we may be surprised, but Papa is not. And that is to say Papa knew it was going to happen, but to us it's a surprise. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, the the very first thing we do is is say, wait, am I going to react to this or am I going to respond yeah. to this? And because surprises are beautiful things, I and mean, there they can are. be really good ex- surprises, and there can be some scary surprises, and there can be some other kinds of surprises. Maybe the ones we like, maybe the ones we don't like, but either way, we want to respond. Yeah, if it's bad, it's probably a shock as opposed to a surprise. Ooh. Surprises are good. Where shocks like. Not so much. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I could use the word unexpected, but we don't ex- have expectation, right? So, so then we can't. So that. we just need a word for we didn't see it coming, and it's neutral. It's not a shock, <laughs> and it's not a surprise. It's a neutral. Didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Didn't see it coming. I don't know if I'm going to come up with a good acronym for that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so um, this kind of harkens into what Papa's saying for today, and that is that. Um, that we, we want to know when we're making a decision versus when we're making a choice. Because making a choice, as Ma has so act, uh, gloriously taught, taught us, is, is asking Papa. And, and then we do what he reveals. And we've made a choice. And if we are weighing pros and cons, we've made a decision. And if we... So if we're looking at, is this going to be good for me? Is this going to be bad for me or good for someone else or bad for someone else? We're not really inquiring of the Lord. So one of the things that um, harkens back to last week was very simply, just to summarize last week, that what I was saying about the call and the gift of the Lord, Romans eleven twenty nine, is simply this. Don't rely on your skills to know what his call is on your life. Ask him. So, for example, uh, and again, depending on how old you are, um, you know, you might have had years, decades, etc., to have developed skills by practice, and we get good at things, and so therefore we are called by God to do it because we're good at it. But and and many people may have affirmed that, and sometimes people speak, you know, from heaven or prophetically. But they do so through their flesh based upon what they see versus what God says. And so what we want to do is simply ask God, Papa, am I called to this? Is this what you've called me to do? Or is this just a skill that I've developed? And now we know the difference between what we're called to do and what we have developed is because we've asked Papa and it's that simple. And have we given Papa that moment? Have we asked him and given him the moment to respond? Well, so um, this weekend, we had one of those um, neutral, unexpected things. So is it bad or is it good? We didn't know. And uh, and that was when we found out that um, our baby girl was needing to um, go to the dentist. And um, so that happens all the time. And interestingly... Like right before we went to Antarctica, I got to go to the dentist, did I not? 
mm-hmm. and um, and had to have a whole experience there. But we needed to know was this Papa or not, and because it was for a surgery, not just like getting her teeth cleaned. Right. Or yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so that was kind of like a big deal, you know, to us. And so what I what I walked through the journey that I walked through is I knew that I had fear, and so so that fear got me focused on the fear. And so, but because I knew I had fear, the first thing I did was I dismantled the fear. So I started walking through, okay, why am I afraid? And then I began dismantling the fear. That's how I dealt with it. And what I found was after I prayed and dismantled the fear, I felt like there was something else that remained. And so the journey that I walked through was, okay, you know, so I want to overcome fear but I don't want to ignore a check. If I'm having a check in my yeah. spirit, I don't want to ignore that. And so um, I'm walking through this journey, and and when I'm walking through it, I'm realizing, now wait a minute, I have discerned fear inside of me. I've dismantled that fear. Something has remained, and I'm I'm thinking it's a check in my spirit, and I'm about to to go with what I feel is a check in my spirit, and that's going to be my answer because the the question was, do we yes have this surgery or do we no not have this surgery? And the journey I walked through, I was about to say no, and I realized, wait a minute, I haven't inquired of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I've dismantled fear. I have I have discerned, but but was my discernment Papa speaking to me or was my discernment something else that was going on? And so it it this was a real aha moment. So what I found is, is to avoid these hidden decisions, we need to inquire of the Lord and then give Papa the moments to respond. Now, this is old. This is like 10-year-old things we've been talking about. But it's just amazing mm-hmm. how um, we can get distracted from inquiring of the Lord through our discernment and say, well, I, I'm, I've discerned fear. I've dismantled the fear something remains it must be a check in my spirit but in this case it wasn't a check in my spirit i needed to inquire of the lord and give papa moments to respond so as soon as i inquired of the lord and i just waited i just waited gave him those moments he began putting together the building blocks of a true choice and the true choice was actually yes and what i found is that there were some things that had happened in the past and someone had spoken words, and those words had put the equivalent of a power structure, maybe a curse, whatever we want to call it. And so I forgave that person. But as I forgave that person, it opened up these building blocks, and Papa began showing me. He's like, well, look, do you remember when this happened? Yep. Do you remember when this happened? Yep. And he began putting it together and say, do you see, I was giving you a picture, and the picture was your answer, and the answer is yes. You are to go forward with this. And I was about to say no <clears throat> based upon what I thought was a check in my spirit. And wow, this is just a really cool, vulnerable aha that there are so many things swirling in the spirit right now that would distract us from those basic things that Papa said to us decades ago, or in this case, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that is, ask me, make sure, don't. Don't go through all of these things and think you're getting a response from me when you haven't even asked. 
And so I inquired of the Lord, gave him moments to respond, and sure enough, Papa began putting together the building blocks of a true choice. And, and so the hidden decision was exposed, and the true choice was revealed, and the answer was yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was an interesting thing, just to tag on that for a moment, because this was our third child in three months that needed the exact same <laughs> procedure, which was wisdom teeth removal. And, um, you know, the other two, I know that we prayed, but we didn't have these same factors to consider. And um, so with Reapy, she, you know, as you said, 10 years ago, or it was six years ago, she had a, a health issue. And so within the medical time frame, a few years ago, she needed a just have a tooth pulled, and we needed to go through all these things related to the, all these potentials, which really the Lord had told us were healed, but that kind of lingered with us in in this, and so um, it was so good to have inquired and had His peace because when we got there to do the procedure, it wasn't that she didn't need them removed, but what prompted us to go was very different. Like things that we had been told very specifically about her situation, it was just different. And it would have been easy then to second guess and be like, oh no, she shouldn't be having it. But we had inquired and we had his peace for it. So yes, yeah, (laughs) we knew what the choice was. Yes. Um, Well, I'm going to continue just in that, that stream. Um, so I have been, you know, I stay pretty consistently in the gospels and in the, you know, the four covenants of them and all of that. So I'd been in, in John and kind of done a cross cross reference to Jeremiah through it. And so, you know, in Jeremiah where it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you. And so, you know, I... I love history in a different way than a lot of people <laughs> love history. Uh, you know, I'm not about the facts and figures and maybe even um, some of the more modern things, but the history of our story just, I could snuggle up inside there and, and not come out for a long time. So I I was in John 1, um, you know, around verse 35 and, and then on where... John the Baptist is there and he's got his disciples with him and Jesus walks by and he says, behold, the Lamb of God. And it's incredible because some of John's disciples start to follow Jesus. You know, they go after Jesus and, you know, we know with all of our um, divisions that we have and in the world and, and even in the church, this denomination, that denomination, that would be threatening, mm-hmm. you know, to someone. But but John knew who he was and he obviously knew who Jesus was and he had prepared his disciples to recognize Jesus, that they might become his disciples. Such an incredible incredible just yielding to who who God is and who he says you are yes and so um so in this moment um Andrew is there and he 
he goes and gets his brother, Simon, and he they they begin to go after Jesus. And so they start following him, and Jesus turns, and he says that, you know, what do you seek? And, um, and they answer him in an interesting way, which isn't for this time, but they, they ask where he's staying, which has a lot of meaning, but I'm not going to go there. Because um, I just want to look at the context of who the people were and where they were in this moment when what John has prepared becomes prepared them for becomes manifest and and Jesus asked them what do they seek and it, it does cross reference to this uh, to Jeremiah but understanding that the people of that day were not known by their hearts to seek they were known by their religious training so they were known by you know, how long they had been trained or how much they knew, um, not by what their heart sought. And it's, it's just what, you know, we've been talking about last week and this week, you know, what will we really pursue? Something or him. And so uh, in that time, like Andrew and Simon, they would have grown up in a, in, you know, a Jewish household for sure, but they, that means they would have had religious training. They would have, um, just as Jesus did, had, had gone and been trained by the rabbis and that kind of thing. And so then there was um, a moment where like the, the really scholarly ones, the, the ones considered the best students, would be encouraged to continue training with their rabbi. And so what they would be invited to do was to approach their rabbi and say, may I follow you? And so um, they would do that, and they would either be accepted by that rabbi to continue training, or they'd be sent away to pursue a trade. So that's kind of where we are in, in this story. So, but just the total opposite, because... So, so what that means, though, is these men that Jesus was choosing, they had been sent away to pursue a trade, and they had become fishermen. So Andrew and Simon, their father was also a fisherman, so they had been sent away, not, they weren't invited or allowed to continue this training. They were sent to pursue a trade, and so a path was closed to them, but something allowed their hearts to remain open so they could recognize what they were really meant to pursue. And it wasn't what they had been trained for. Mm. It was what their hearts were readied for. Mm. And because of that, you know, when our hearts are ready, when they're readied for something, we can do anything. We can do things we've never done before. And... Um, so, so Jesus is coming along and he's finding those who will seek him with all their heart and who will find him, find the truth and the fullness of him. And so just like we know the system that, that we are, uh, you know, is part of our world and that says you have to choose this, you have to choose this, but Jesus showed us that in a system, he just came 
to the places where he could be the supply. And that's still what he's looking for, is those places where he could be the supply, where it wasn't about titles and positions, but just ordinary people who would do extraordinary things. And so um, when, when Papa, you know, really commissions Jesus to find those whose hearts will seek him, he really went in the opposite direction of where all the ones being continued, continuously being trained in religion, where he went the opposite way of that and, um, and began finding those who um, still had a heart to follow. Though their, art, their hearts were open to follow, that's part of pursuit, but they would follow, they would follow him. And, um, and so this amazing thing happens after this Andrew and, and Simon come. And, uh, and I just was thinking, you know, we don't consider it so much now, but there was a time when everything was marked B.C., or AD, and it isn't that those aren't still there, but we don't consider those really. But we all have a before Christ, you know. So Andrew and Simon are, they're having their, the end to their before Christ. They're coming into their, there should be a DC, you know, just daring Christ, mm-hmm. you know, which is, is our life. But we all have that, and so I. It just has kind of led me to be looking at my BC, and then how faithful I am to my DC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, and then so Jesus just demonstrated to them the seeker that he was. You know, even as as they're being invite, invited to follow. You know, they didn't even have to ask, "Can I follow you?" He asked them. Um, so it takes out all that trepidation and all that, you know, qualification and all those things. He just, you know, says, what do you seek? And then he will invite them to follow. And, um, and so it's just this, this beauty is revealed of how Jesus seeks, how he pursues. Because he, he definitely knows how things are currently. But alongside that, he looks at how they will be, how they will come to be. So just within moments of meeting Simon, Jesus looks at him, and that, that word look is means like a locked gaze, like this intense, this locked gaze, like I'm not, it says I'm not turning from you. And um, it's denoted as having with special interest, so imagine being looked at like someone who's just in this trade and that's what you're going to do the rest of your days and someone is looking at you like you're different, like there's something unique about you. So in verse 42, Jesus looked at Simon and he named him Peter. Like this wasn't after years of them walking together. They, he encounters him and he says, you are the son of John, you shall be called Peter. And um, so he, he names him in that moment, 
this is who you already are to me. And this is who I'm inviting you to become. And there he lays before him this, the true invitation um, to pursue and that it's going to be a journey um, because to Jesus, titles and positions are nothing compared to jots and tittles, compared to just completing what was set before him and what is set before him is us. And so, yeah, just pursuing what he has not all the things we have the most information about, the most, uh, you know, knowledge about, but what we have the heart for, that's what he's inviting us to, what our heart has been readied for. And when that gets touched, when that gets stirred and awakened, we will recognize him and the supply that he is in our midst and we'll be able to respond. Everything that... He does is living. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the the difference between information and revelation, you know, mm-hmm. is revelation can be truth that sets you free, you know, not just knowledge that, um, you know, that uh, itches your itching mind or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's something living. It's something that reveals who he is and who you are and something that we get to live and that that it ties into the never beginning and never ending, and it's so much greater than, and yeah. uh, and it doesn't um, awakens. It doesn't. Um, yeah, I had it right there, and it just went out. It 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 helps you recognize that it's always been there. Mm-hmm. You know, it isn't this new thing you've got to tuck away. Right you recognize it as something you've you've always been ready for. Mm-hmm. So even if it's learning something or, you know, he had you research and you learned something, but you recognized there was always a place for it. You were always meant to be a house for that. Almost like a, a reconciliation, mm-hmm. you know, taking what was already there and and now he's showing you how that and that go together. Yeah, you, you remember. Know. Yeah, to remember. Yeah, it's like, it. it's, oh, that's what I was going to say. It doesn't become part of you. It always was part of you, and you just now remember. Two candles. Yeah. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Well, it's a glorious day, and I'm looking forward to every minute of it. Yes. Yeah. All right. We love y'all. We love you. We'll see you next week or tonight or whenever we see you. Yep. Bye. Bye.